Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest I'm just so excited about because it's one of my favorite people in the entire world, Stacy Simbrom. Uh, she's a hero of mine. She helped me through some of the darkest moments of my life. Uh, you know, sometimes you hold that, that sacred space. Stacy has sacred space, and I am so glad that you joined us. Stacy, how are you doing this morning? Good. This has been like a year in the planning. At least, yeah. It's been a year of you saying, okay, when are you coming on? Not yet. When are you coming on? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then me calling you and going, okay, it's time. (laughs) So it's time. Okay, it's awesome. Uh, So today's going to be great. Stacy does so much. And once you meet Stacy, you can never forget Stacy. It really, you know, her energy is tremendous. The talents that she has to help move energy is really incredible. So, Stacey, why don't you just tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Stacey Sembra. I don't know what I do, uh, but I know I'm just kind of, I'm a person that tries to live in just being present. Um, I have, I work with, or I'm lucky enough to collaborate with individuals um, that we, we just try to make each other more comfortable and we try to um, be involved in healing. Okay, you're the one who, who actually helped understand the Uncle Dave part. Right. Why don't you explain to the audience what Uncle Dave is to you? I think my answer probably six months ago, or certainly when when we met each other, would have been really, really different. Mm-hmm. I think at that point in my life, I went in um, wanting to have control and kind of sculpt things and, and have things like, like I wanted I wanted it to look this way. Um I believe right now as who I sit, I think the best way that I can be involved in something like that is just to hold presence in it um, and hold, holding space is such a, an interesting concept. Um, I think it just means walking in like a blank slate. And just spending time looking at your eyes and listening to every sound that comes out of your mouth and listening to um, every gesture that you make and not going in and trying to direct any part of that, but but simply um, taking it all in like an art exhibit. Mm -hmm. And I think... As I remember, you were probably one of the seeds that that helped me to discover that, um, to discover that, 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 you know, you were easy to love. You've always been very, very easy to love. 
um, for some people, and just seeing what that was for some people, <laughs> for some people, um, and being curious, curious as to you know what loving Uncle Dave looks like, and and the more that that happened, the more that that space was created, the the more I saw Uncle Dave develop, <laughs> and then get bigger and bigger and more expansive and more expansive. Um, and I'm really hoping that an- that answered your question. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's a way to answer the question, sure. Uh, okay. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I've definitely grown. I'm definitely not the person that, you know, when we met six plus years ago and uh, the, the growth, I mean, I didn't waste six years. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, there's been huge growth. I mean, even in the past two years uh, with you uh, and with myself, I, I've grown. I, you know, again, you know, the past two weeks have been a little bit challenging for me, as you know. But I look back on all the things that I've done, and I'm like, I couldn't have handled that two years ago. No matter how well I thought I would have been, I wouldn't have handled it as well as I'm doing right now. And that's what it's all growth. And your growth has been tremendous as well. I, I mean, you know, you didn't just pop up now where, where you're at. And why don't you talk about some of the, the resources that you bring in? When I. Can you be a yeah. little more clear with that? Because I think I want to take it in one direction, and I'm not sure if that's the direction. Take it whatever direction you want. <laughs> see, I, see, I, I'm, I, 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 it's not whatever direction I want. This is your episode. I don't care what it goes on. <laughs> well, um, what do I do? I, you know, it's changed over the years. It's it's changed so much. Um, God, I definitely, I use sound and frequency. So I have singing bowls and gongs and things like that. I bring my dog to walk, to work. So I utilize the space of having another judgmental um, being with me a lot of the time. Uh, recently, and through a mutual friend of ours, a gentleman named Stephen T. Licardi, um I'm experience, I'm working a lot with found poetry and, and, expressing that way um altered books art collage gardening silence um i think back to 2018 and if somebody left me in a quiet room i thought it was torture Mm -hmm. now now silence is so full of sound i can't stand it (laughs) it's like there's so much going on um so it, it it's I just try to bring all of those things and then be curious as to what other people are bringing and being curious to engage what they bring too, to the best of my ability. Right. Uh, you, you know, that's one of the superpowers that I've sort of learned is that alone time, uh, as you know, very well, uh, being alone was the worst torture that I could have ever thought of. And now when we talk, I'm like, it is good when it's, <laughs> you know, being yeah. alone I, 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 is really a, a great experience. And it's growth. Uh, that's one of the growth. It's not, you know, I, I still do prefer to be around people and we need to interact. But there's a lot of times that I'm like, no, I would rather choose to be by myself where I would never have done that. You know, that's creating my boundaries. So, you know, it's boundaries that are for me that might be different than, than, than for you. How do you identify your boundaries now? You know, because, you know, your boundaries years ago might have been different than the boundaries now. Yeah, It's really funny that you should ask that because I've been um, 
<laughs> it's been up. It's really been up for me um, because I've recently um, entered a space called Pathways Within, which is a, a, a counseling space and a holistic space. And I meet with people. And then um, I also am involved with other things. Um, and I found that I was working seven days a week. And I was telling myself, but it's my purpose. It's my purpose. I should be able to do this seven days a week because it's my joy and it's my purpose. And uh, I realized this past weekend that I like to say yes a lot. I like to say yes when I feel kind of have that mentality of a service person. Nobody should be left behind. And so much of my life, I experienced not being seen and in my nervous system, the, the pain being associated with being left behind um, in some way, shape or form. And so, of course, um, I try to be present when somebody is going through that. But also realizing that this past weekend, I was burnt out. And what does that look like? Like, I can't. I can't sustain what I do. I can't sustain what I do as far as just being present for myself um, if I keep on doing it this way. And I was talking to my son last night and I'm like, my son's name is Maxwell. I'm like, okay, I've made a decision. I'm just not going to answer the phone on Saturdays anymore. Saturdays are mine. I'm just, um, every morning I shoot out a text to four people. You're one of them and, and someone and, and a few other people that I truly love. And there are four texts that I, I wake up and I, I do my meditation time and those are my four texts. But other than that, uh, unless something really extraordinary comes up, that's just going to be, that's my day. That that's, and that's a boundary that I'm going to be curious about and try out and see how it, to see how it works out. Yeah, no, that's a lesson that I've been learning uh, with myself. That's how I've gotten as far as I have is by having those boundaries and understanding what I need. And there's times I have a friend, uh, my friend Tom, who calls all, all the time. Uh, he lives in, in California, and he's he goes, well, what are you doing this weekend? And until he recently just had a job change, he didn't understand that on the weekends, sometimes even though I want to finish my books, I want to do all these things, I'm telling you, I'm not doing anything. I am watching, you know, Forrest Gump for the weekend, and I might watch it multiple times because, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's that that for me that a visual safe piece. I just I don't want to think about anything, uh, and you need to have that, and, and yeah. giving yourself that permission is so powerful. It is, and I I try to sculpt out times during the day that I'm really conscious about that. I'll go and I'll pet the dog or I'll, I'll as I'm walking through the house, I'll sit with a singing bowl for a, a little while. And, you know, those little, those little check-ins that, that sustain me. But I notice that I just need one big block of stuff. And as I said, I'm just being curious about it. I think I'm trying it on to see how it fits. Um, I'm not quite a day of me. For me, to me, maybe too much of me, <laughs> <laughs> even for me, uh, probably for me. <laughs> so um, there's a real possibility there. But I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get curious and see see what it's about, and and, and check it out a little bit. Well, I think that's a great part is 
you know, because as you know, when you, when you and uh, Dr. Lee asked me, did I love myself? And I had a struggle with that answer. Now I can, there's no struggle. It's yes. You know, am I happy with myself all the time? No, but the, the love for myself I get. And you know, you, what what might make you happy today and when you're when you're alone with yourself and making time for yourself is that self-care is the most important thing that we can do for each other no i disagree <laughs> okay tell me why whole, i i disagree compassion is the most important thing we can do for each other wouldn't wouldn't compassion be part of self-care No, I think self-care is part of compassion. I think it's flipped. Okay. Uh, why, so? It's, why so? I think, um, and this is something that I've I recently learned. I'm taking a, a class with Gabor Mate, and it's really given me the opportunity to look at compassion very differently and look at what I thought forgiveness was really differently. And it's that sitting with yourself and being present with yourself for me it it just um tastes a little bit different mm-hmm. like it's it's a, i was talking to somebody last night and i said you know it's kind of like it's spanish but there are so many different dialects of spanish it's one of the dialects um and i'm finding from there that's really where I'm sitting right now in my own life, that's the seed that's really um, seems to, to be the foundation of everything. Like that compassion is where I find such a depth of love. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows me to, it allows me to see it differently. Okay. I mean, I can love as a 58 year old. I can love as a 59 year old. But when I find myself being triggered or I find myself having trauma coming up or whatever, I've got to love the five-year-old. And how do I do that? My access Mm. to that is I I get so pissed at my five-year-old because I say, hey, listen, you're 58 years old. Um, It's only when I go in and sit with the five-year-old and remember the five-year-old and hold compassion for the five-year-old that. Uh, that that love seems to you know, that compassion softens everything, so that that love just leaches in in fullness. Okay, no, see that makes sense, and and, and that's that cluberty process. I mean, that's really what I yeah. what I went in to look at back at you know the little David that you know where he was hurt and and you know yeah. why was he hurt you know from that the, you know to justify why he was hurt, but to understand how it was affecting me as a fifty year old. Uh, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, the seven year old David. So for me, there was a bunch of things at seven when I realized it, it was the perfect storm of shit. I mean, let's oh, be yeah. honest, you know, or at least in my world, it was the way that I saw things and the then filter that I needed to clean to, you know, give, so I'll, I'll get you compassion. And to me, that's where I go. That's that, that, that self-love is, is when I understand what, for me, that little, well, you just said the five-year-old or for me, the seven-year-old or whatever age people might have, you start understanding why they did things. And I went further back into my family and started giving permission, not permission, but understanding, a level of loving understanding what uh, what people were doing. Everybody does the best they can 
with the tools they have at the time that they are. It's the idea of growth and learning what tools work for us and don't work for us. And sometimes that tool or that classroom is blowing everything to bits. Unfortunate. But sometimes that classroom is, you know, I've got to blow everything to bits to to rebuild the foundation. Right. Um, and God knows you and I have been through that in, in different ways during during our lifetime and in different different intensities. I think um, perhaps what you're going through in it, when we lose somebody. Something gets blown to bits. Um, there are so many different ways that things get blown to bits. Uh, it, it, and it allows us to look at the foundation. It, it allows us to go back and, and relook at the foundation. And again, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool. It, it is cool. And that's the thing that I really want to tell everybody, anybody who's listening it really is cool not to necessarily blow up things because nobody wants that, but a, a rebuilding process uh, and to look at it, how to rebuild it in, in a healthier way. Uh, and yeah, because you, you definitely build things better with a better foundation, right? You know, we can, we can pour the cement and rush to do things and it'll still get you a foundation, but is that the foundation that you really truly who you are and, you know, that's where, I mean, you know, I was there in that point, and, and I know you've been that in your life. If you would like to share any of those Phoenix moments, what I call, or, or, or Kluberty moments, how the hell did I get here? Like, yeah. what the? Well, I had a pretty, uh, my, current, my current Phoenix moment is my partner of 25 years um, left the earth in October. And yeah. that's like, that is my current, that's my current Phoenix moment is, you know, going through life, having this partner, having this relationship, um, you know, it was dependable when it was good. It was dependable when it was bad. We had built it. It was dependable. Not always, the, <laughs> not always the best, not always the worst, but it was ours and having that now, not having that. And it's a phoenix moment. It's definitely arising from I'm no longer a partner in the same way. You know, that, that thing kind of got blown up. Sure. Um, and it's discovering how I carry that archetype of partner with me now. Mm. So it, it's, and, and also how do you be, I have a 23 year old son. How am I a mother now? How am I, you know, how does this change my landscape? How does this modify my landscape as to how, how is it, why is it happening for me? Cause I think that that's really the thing with the Phoenix moments. And I, I don't, as I look back at life, there have been some pretty profound Phoenix moments, but it's only in so many respects. Now I'm able to see why it happened for me. Not, not that it happened to me, but why did it happen for me? And I think perhaps that's the largest Phoenix moment of all. Yeah. That... When you can, when you can go in and, and, and look at it and say, ah, that happened for me. That was my classroom. We'll be back in a moment.
This is John. And Mark Cronin from John's Crazy Socks. And we're interrupting to say we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our show, The Spreading Happiness Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes are available every week on all your favorite podcast platforms. Join us on our new podcast as we continue our mission, Spreading Happiness. Thank you, folks. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Schmetzky. Yeah, that's where I was leading to. I mean, you know, life is a classroom, and, you know, there's a, there's a lesson in everything, even in the, the worst situation that you might have. Uh, and losing a partner is um, uh, among the worst things that you can uh, face. But the, you, you took it as a lesson. And, uh, you know, I know uh, I'm just going to share not too much, but, uh, you know, that you guys both allowed him to leave physically in a, in a nicer way, in a kinder, loving way than, you know, uh, other ways that could have happened. You know, a lot of things could have been done differently if there wasn't so much love around it. Well, Mike was, uh, Michael uh, had lived with cancer for four years um, and it was supposed to be a really treatable cancer. And he was a son of a gun. Um, He lived with cancer for four years and did a lot of experimental treatments and it got to the end. He really wanted to be home. So we were able to, um, we did hospice at home and he passed on an ordinary Saturday morning in an ordinary way. And he is an extraordinary soul. And, you know, I came down to have coffee. I went to have coffee. I came back in to, you know, do our morning routine of meds and everything else. And he had passed away and it was just, you know, it was beautiful. It was just, it was so simple. He was on the couch with the dogs. That's what he wanted. Um, so, and to be able, what, what an, ex, you know, it wasn't, it's not the way that everybody should do it. it. It's absolutely not, but it's the way that we chose to do it. And, um, and it was really a gift. Well, I think that's what it is. It really is we, we get to make some of those choices along our life. And, yeah. you know, that's those boundaries and non-negotiables that, we, that I talk about. Um, but, you know, you guys were also very open and communication was, was important, especially at the end. You guys said a lot of the things that you might wanted to say to, to give you a, a sort of grace or you know, peace on either end. We had started doing that in... We had honestly started doing that. Uh, this coronavirus was a real t- blessing for us um, because we kind of, we were stuck with each other. We didn't have a choice, but to talk with each other. And um, that was really, we were very, very lucky that we had that time to, I mean, we certainly did not have a classic partnership at all, um, but we really had the time to talk it out. And we really had the time to see, you know, the things that the things that we complained about, the things that we didn't like really, again, they happened for us. 
Um, everything was set up so that we could heal different parts of ourselves, not knowing that we picked the partner that that you could mm-hmm. do this with. Um, so to look back on it and, and kind of do the slideshow in reverse and say, oh, that's why we chose to do it that way. Or, oh, that is the purpose that that served, even though it was bloody painful and I really didn't like it at the time. And I'm still not liking the pain associated with, but I I could see why that happened for us. So I was, we were both really, really lucky that we had from that point forward to really focus on, on our classroom, our classroom together, um, that, that we had chosen our life together, our classroom together. Yeah, well, I, I love that you always go back to the, the classroom uh, because that's what life is. And, you know, there are no mistakes, just classrooms, right? Uh, yeah. And I sucked it. I mean, I, I basically almost failed out of school so many times. So to use that word now, I mean, I had a, I had, when I was in fourth grade, Mrs. Noonan, and Oh, I hated it. Mrs. Noonan's way of teaching because she just, you would walk in after break and there would just be, we had six blackboards. All the entire walls were blackboards and it would just be a litany of words. And she would want you to copy them all down. And I would just scribble. <laughs> <laughs> And stash my notebooks. And I almost failed because like she, during parent-teacher night, she showed my mother my wonderful scribble fest. And so I always, I was not a real school person. So I was not a real good classroom person. So the fact that I I use that, um, that I use that analogy through my life right now, it, it's kind of like a kick me moment. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> But it is, you know, when we look yeah. at life as uh, a classroom and where the lessons are, you also get more gratitude and you get to see a lot more beautiful things. In, in, yeah, yeah. It, you really do. You get to slow it down. I knew a person once that that said that they were able to they would watch grass grow. They would sit there in presence and actually watch grass grow. Um, I guess I have a deeper, I guess I have an appreciation now as to what that looks like in my life. Sure. Sure. You know, and not only watching the grass grow, but thinking of, you know, the colors and, and, and the green and where does the green come from? And, you know, the chlorophyll, where does the chlorophyll, like seeing beyond the seeing. Um, and, and that's, that's a really simply lovely life when when I when I'm able to claim those moments, slow myself down and claim those moments. Uh, quite extraordinary. Yeah, well, well, I think that's what it is, as you just said, you know, bringing that into yourself and only you yeah. can see the, the colors that you see. You know, you yeah. and I could be sitting in the same room and having a, a different experience or having a similar experience. But your experience is still unique to just you. Oh, Absolutely. That's the because my classroom is unique to me. Um, my lessons are unique to me. My woundings are unique to me. My traumas are unique to me because, you know, trauma is not the point that something happens or the event. Trauma is is how we digest that moment, how how that encodes in us. 
um, and then doesn't get it doesn't get to go through all the way. It kind of gets stuck there. And that's what it is. Those feelings and that muck and all of that stuff gets really, really stuck. That yeah. speed bump becomes a part of who, who we are until, until we get curious about it. Well, that's the thing is, is digging through that, that muck. Most people would, would just say, that's muck. I'm not cleaning that up. And they're happy with the little pile of muck. And some people do clean it. How do you clean it? Because I know that you just, I want to hear about your new opportunity. Uh, that, you know, so I'd love to hear about, you know, all the opportunities that, that you want to do. I know the classing, the classroom uh, has now a, n- a new meaning as well, but I'd love to hear about it. Class- and thank you so much for asking. Uh, classroom is amazing. I, as I said, I have uh, joined an incredible group of individuals, a lot of which I've known for like a decade. It's so hard to believe. Um, really amazing individuals. Um, I am not a social worker or a certified clinician. Um, in fact, I'm a certified peer worker. And a lot of certified peer workers only get to work in not-for-profits. Um, it's how our it's how our system is set up at this point. I'm hoping it will change, but it's how it is. To my knowledge, I am the first peer that has been asked to work within a clinical uh, 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 with social workers and clinicians in private sector. So, and um, which is amazing. It says a lot about the individuals that I collaborate with, with professionally. So that's amazing. And I am going to be running um, groups and doing work with, and I'm not going to be, I do do this presently. I am doing this. Wow. My <laughs> statements are always powerful. I had to blame that a moment. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, I'm doing sound work. I'm doing frequency work. I'm doing self-discovery work. I'm sitting and holding space with people. I'm doing um, both. I'm working one-on-one or people have the choice of working with me one-on-one and using found poetry and using altered books and sound to start being curious and, and having some, having a partner to collaborate with that um, that's just kind of, kind of hang out with them. And, and be involved in that discovery process. So working a lot with grief and um, grief and self-care and getting to know yourself and getting to know all the languages that you talk, um, all the languages that you absorb. You absorb the language of sound. You absorb the language of frequency. You absorb the language of all of that stuff. So again, getting curious as to your, uh, your relationship with all of those things. Yeah, it's so. really incredible when you, I, 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 again, you, you know, when you first met me uh, talking about any of this, I was like, sure, Stacy, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now I'm like, all yeah, right, you know, I haven't, had a sound, I haven't had a sound bath in a while. Uh, I don't smell, but, you know. <laughs> Come on over. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but, it's really, it's really cool. It's very non-judgmental. Um, you know, it, it's a really beautiful space. It's such a compassionate space that it's just such a compassionate space. And you just walk out feeling different. You know, even if you feel the same, you feel different in the same, if that somehow makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, and well, that's, that's what it's all about. Right. I mean, it, it, it's growth. Uh, and, and, you know, like when people, you know, and again, you introduced me to acupuncture. You know, I have friends who... Game changer, isn't it? Yeah. Some, you know, some, some, some people go, well, does it work? Yeah. I go, I can't tell you it, it works or it doesn't. Like, it, you know, I don't walk out of there, but I can tell you after spending the half hour to hour uh, on my time, on my, you know, I feel differently. And yeah. so is it psychologically, because that was where they were going with it. You know, is it just, you know, mind over matter? Yeah, maybe. Um, but... It also goes back to the point of bringing, bringing everything back to yourself. It's time yeah. that I've made, no matter what, I need you know, some time, reset, right? We have our reset buttons as I te- you know, teach that. And that's one of the really powerful pieces of that, that growth, that we could never have been who we were or we can't be who we are now, which is more important than who we were. It's who we are now. You can never be who you were. It changes every moment. It's not like you can grab your last breath and repeat it. Um, and, and that's also something um, I do a lot of deep work with um, an extraordinary uh, professional practitioner in, in Florida. Her name is Lonnie Mathis. And she's just a, a, an amazing human being. And it's what we have been um, discovering is just living in flow. Um, and, and just realizing that if you're in the flow, uh, you don't have to think a hell of a lot. You know, it, it's everything is if you're if you're in the flow, everything is right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Everything is right in front of you. Um, what do you choose to do about it? Well, that's that whole, you know, we talked about before <laughs> about muck, right? So yeah. it, do you want to do you want to flow in muddy water or would you like to flow in, in clearer water? And it, it's a choice, and we don't yeah. realize it until you start doing it. Uh, as I told you, you know, bodily wise, I'm probably about the same size that I was, you know, years ago. But I feel so much lighter because I've changed the water, the the patterns, yeah. the flow patterns um, uh, about it. Um, so about with Pathways Within, I know you're going to have sound. You're going to have all these really cool things. Yeah. Well, people, we have a website, pathwayswithin.me, www.pathwayswithin.me. Please go up on it. Uh, you'll, we have the, the person who has the organization, who runs the organization, Rachel Lazard, is uh, somebody I, I professionally respect a great deal. And... And um, someone who I, I love a great deal. And I'm really lucky that the people that I work with, it's really nice when you can do both of those in the same space, uh, love and, and both be professional. It, it's very cool. And um, so this website is there. And if you're curious and, and you want to work with me, you can absolutely schedule time to sit with me and work with me. We have five offices on Long Island. We have space in all those places. Um, I am going to be running groups. Uh, that stuff is going to be posted soon. I will be starting small groups um, in Smithtown and Massapequa in uh, four session groups having to do with the topics of grief, trauma, sound. Um, and I'll be starting those collaboratives. I believe we're slated to start those in April, go through April and May. 
um, and then kind of retool them because I know summer is coming and, you know, we're going to want to be outside. So seeing how people, how that'll work within people's schedules and all. Uh, but certainly would love if, if anybody thinks that, uh, <laughs> Stacy, I don't even, what is my nickname? Do I have a nickname from you? You don't. Oh, uh, no, do you, 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 no, 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 <laughs> you're safe. Um, no, it's just Stacy. I'm like, I, you know, yeah, you know, so in, in that container of Stacy, there's so much that it, it it doesn't you know you're sort of like Madonna you, you know it's just a one name uh, you, you know it's yeah you know it's just Stacy so okay but I can you know there's there's no one name because and, and what's great I mean you, uh, again I'll share with everybody so meeting Stacy in person uh, when she's doing her work is just an incredible experience. But it also changes. So she had once uh, come to work uh, a corporate experience, and I'm like, oh, boy. I knew who Stacy is, and I, I enjoy <laughs> Stacy. And, like, bringing her into a corporate experience that I live in, I'm like, okay, I trust my friend, and, 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 and you know, we're friends, family. And she came in and just blew them away. They still talk about her in the most positive way because – and that's the – having that open mind and you know we could all be something that we are this were all those pieces of it you know if we only look at stacy and that's why i wouldn't you know that's why it's when you call me uncle dave it's just when, when you explained it you was just like it's just uncle dave it, it, there's no explanation you could tell You're the story you could thank you you know you, you <laughs> can tell you, you can tell the story and but it's all it just is, yeah. it, you know, Stacy's just Stacy. Like, you know, and I enjoy uh, Stacy. So I know if we, we've used a lot of time, but I definitely want to. So I, I always do the, the R and heart. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I loved your answer. I cracked my ass up when I, you know, I, I said, you know, I always prep my, my guests for the audience. I uh, had no idea what you were. So before, uh, I mean, David and I have known each other for six years and we've been family for six years. And, uh, you know, we, we've been through we've been through the best of classrooms. We've been through the worst of classrooms, uh, you know, wives coming, wives coming, husbands coming, husbands going, you know, all sorts of things. A kids coming, kids going. And um, so before. I, I sat with him this morning. He said, he said, well, I usually send out this questionnaire. So I said, okay. He said, I don't know if I, I don't know if we need it. I said, oh, let's send it out anyway. So he sent me this questionnaire and on this questionnaire, I tried not to be too Stacy. Oh, by the way, what I do, thank you for bringing it up. What I do individually, I also do for businesses. So pathways within, if your business is looking for work around, trauma in the workplace or compassion in the workplace, we actually do go in and we run, we run these blocks of time that can support that experience back to the questionnaire. So um, he sends me this questionnaire. I'm like, I can't be too Stacy because I can tend to be a lot of Stacy, but I was really good until this question. I thought I was really good until this question. And I was like, okay, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> so, so, yes. you know, we always talk about grounding and that there's an R in your heart, 
could you mm-hmm. share if the audience couldn't have heard earlier uh, or the, the, the whistling earlier? Can you tell us what your R is? Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> I have four rescue dogs and a frog. Um, Mike and I were big, big proponents of, of rescue dogs. And, um, we have a Tibetan Spaniel. That was Michael's dog. We have Mushka who you're hearing her whistling. Mushka is our dog with anxiety. We have Wookie who is a working dog, uh, who everybody knows. And then we just recently, right before Mike passed, uh, brought, Kirk into our household and Kirk is a dog with a neurological disorder. So, um, and he smiles constantly. He has, he's part chihuahua and he's just going to be the most interesting, ugly old dog. And then we also have a frog um, named Michael uh, that we got after Mike passed away. So I was able to carry my Prince Charming with me. So he hangs out in the kitchen with me. So yes. Oh, I could have also said ribbit. Ooh, can I have two R's? Sure. You can have as many R's as you want because there's so many R's in your heart. Yeah. Okay. So ribbit wrangler. That's a W. I don't know. Renegade. (laughs) See renegade. I've been using rebel renegade. Um, no, no, no. No, it's not, I'm just saying some Rainbows. R's. Rainbow. Rainbows. Ratata. Ratatouille. There you go. <laughs> I knew we'd get you started. <laughs> See, that's, you know, I, I have to say, you know, like, okay, I, you know, all this at the beginning, uh, let's be really honest. You, you were like professional. You're like trying to give me the right answers, thinking about it. I was like, no, no, I want Stacy. This is what I want. Pum, pum, pum. <laughs> no, no, I can't. <laughs> See, <laughs> Isn't it so much fun? Now I can't stop. Now I can't stop. Yeah. Yeah, but rough is still the one that keeps on. Rough. That's still the one that keeps on. Yeah. I love it, man. Oh, that, that's excellent. So I, I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you taking your time, and I always want you here. So anytime you want to come back, please let's make it happen. The great I'm, thing, right, we've been talking about this for a while. When I first met you, remember I was talking to Mike it, when we went to Oz, Stacy has this amazing individual location that I call Oz. You walk through her garage and you're like, it, it looks like a garage. And then you walk in, you open the door, and it's exactly like that moment going from black and white to color in The Wizard of Oz. And yeah. it's where her, the, the, the gongs are. It's, it's her workspace for her. She's a, a, an amazing artist, and she puts her love into everything. And so you walk into Oz and you're like, oh, my God, this would be great for my on the path, right? All the stuff that we were talking about on the path, which eventually became, I guess, peace, love, and bring a bat, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, and there's so many different ways to, to do that. And we've been doing this for such a long time. I can't wait to bring you back to, to get Stacy and to hear about how, you know, the, the pathways within project it's is working amazing. and, you know, Rachel's amazing. She's taking over Long is Island. It, she and just, Incredible. And I really hope, I, I really hope that, um, I really, really hope that, um, I'm sorry. I really, really hope that if someone um, is at a place in their life, good, bad, or indifferent, but they're at a place where they've, um, sat with us for this time and they think, hmm, 
that lady might be cool to sit with. I, I think that she could hold my space. I, I think that she's a compassionate being. That'd be pretty freaking amazing. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. That'd be pretty freaking amazing. Because that, that's, that's it. That's it for me. There's nothing else for me. That's it for me. Well, I can tell you for my friend, you are pretty freaking amazing. And, Thank you. And you know how much I, I truly love you, how much you, uh, you being in my life has meant so much. And for everybody else, we'll end the episode. Uh, just want to wish you peace and love, whatever that means to you. And when you're bringing a bat, really, just make sure it's non-negotiable. Swing away and hit that hard. I know, Stacy's laughing. I can see the video. She didn't like the idea of bring a bat. Let's, let's be really honest. Um, because, but she, she's warming up to it in a different way. Uh, because actually you asked for the, the Uncle Dave t-shirt when, we, when I, when I, I gave did. you. Yep. I did. I absolutely did. I'm like, you want a picture of me on your <laughs> I do. I love I'm it. Right there. Right there. It just went right there. Right on my heart. Just right there. I love you. And I love you too. Thank you so much for being in my heart. Wishing everybody oh. again peace and love. And when you bring in a bat, swing away, hit your sweet spot. And I wish you a home run. Have a great day. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.